and gentlemen, boys and girls, my non-binary friends, welcome to another amazing episode of Mental Health Mondays. You guys ask questions and I talk about it. We try and help you in as many ways as we possibly can. I don't have all the answers. I'm not an expert. I'm not a professional, but I feel like I do have a decent, decent knowledge of some things. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to just, I'm not going to be on chat, you guys. So I just want everyone to know that I'm going to try and focus on these because we all know it's hard enough for me to focus already without trying to read comments. And then when that happens, we have no idea where anything's going to go. All right. So first question or more of a topic uh, is from our one, our, our, our dear friend, Mr. Nick Brown, AKA Gritley, who asked, would love to hear about the mental aspect behind fitness, what it does for my mental health. So for me, my movement, my activity, my athleticism in a way is one of the most important aspects towards my mental health. I am, I did not make it to the gym this morning, went to a concert last night, had to, I slept in, I didn't go to bed until two. And I was like, dude, there's no way I'm waking up at seven, sacrificing sleep and getting everything done that I needed to do. And even still, I was on the way to the gym to go and even just get a sauna session in. And I was like, you know what? I don't have to. I will be fine. I feel good enough. I'm going to go to volleyball tonight. I don't have to. I don't have to be active because one of the things that I've started to become aware of, especially recently, is that sometimes forcing myself to go when I'm not feeling it isn't the best choice just because I'm, I'm, well, I feel like I'm getting away from the question. Let's focus on first what fitness does to my mental health. Being active and moving my body makes me feel the best of most any other thing that I possibly do. If I'm having an, if I'm in a negative headspace, going to the gym, lifting weights, having a tough sauna session, going to volleyball, going to jujitsu, really just being in my body helps me so much. And one of the main reasons why I love jujitsu, even like when it comes to the physical activities at this point now that make me feel the best, I would say that jujitsu is number one because it is the one, even compared to volleyball, compared to just being in the gym, compared to running, whatever it is, it is the one sport or the one activity that completely makes me present. That is one thing for those of us that struggle with anxiety and depression or any or ADHD, whatever it might be. If you are an anxiety driven person, you're constantly worried about the future. If you are a depressive person, that means you're constantly thinking about what happened in the past and all those sorts of things. When I'm at when I'm at the gym, it's easy for me to still be on my phone, for me to worry about work, for me to focus on other things. Now there's certain times where if I have my rest times a little bit lower, or if I'm really just adamant about being focused, I will put the phone down and I'll be able there, I'll be able to be present. But those rest times I get, oh my gosh, what's going on in the gym? What's going on in the gym? Let's just check my phone because that's easier than just pacing in a circle. So with jujitsu, you're actively trying to not die, essentially, right? You are in a battle with someone who is trying to choke you unconscious or put you in a joint lock to the point where your arm or something would break. You're training and you're friends, so that's not realistically happening. But one of the things that I've felt the most in jujitsu is that presence. Because again, when you are in the middle of a grappling match with someone, I, I'm not thinking about what I have to do later. I'm not thinking about, oh, what I ate for breakfast or, oh my gosh, I sent a text and I'm not sure 
how that person's going to reply. Absolutely not. There is nothing but the present moment, uh, present moment. And that for me has been one of the most beautiful and euphoric experiences when it comes to my recent fitness journey. That's also why I love the sauna because it's, it, and it, it's the same in jujitsu as well, where there's a certain aspect where you start, the whole thing is fun, right? But there's a certain aspect when you're starting where it's a little easier and then you get tired and then you get to that point where it immediately becomes a battle of choosing to stay in that moment and push yourself or to bail. And that has also been a beautiful gift for me in terms of knowing how much I'm able to push myself, knowing what thoughts are going on in my brain, what my body is feeling. Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling jittery? Am I looking for something else to provide relief? Like, what is that? And that has been one of the most amazing, um, one of the most amazing gifts that fitness, both the sauna and jujitsu have been able to give me. But fitness in general, it's just a release, man. It's just something that I can control that I know I'm in control of, right? And it's just, it allows you to move that stress through your body. It allows you to clear your mind and it allows you to just focus on something that is the present moment. And that is why, that is why I love it, man. That is why I love being active. That's why I love fitness and moving my body because I get to feel like I'm pushing myself. But then there's also that feeling after of like, I don't know, just that calming relax. So I hope that answered the question. I think it answered the question, but fitness has always been and will always be one of my main priorities for my mental health. And I will not stop until I'm dead. Like that's for sure. So grit, thank you so much. And I mean, perfect follow-up question from the one and only Mama Lemon who's asking, how do you find motivation to work out on, on my depression days? So one of the most important things that I can pass on to anyone when it comes to their fitness athletic journey is that the idea that you will always be motivated to do things is bullshit. It's not going to happen. Reality is I don't wake up every morning motivated to go to the gym. I don't wake up every morning motivated to potentially go to jujitsu or volleyball. But what I've done is I've created such a habit within myself and such a almost inherent reward system in that I know even if I have a shit workout, even if I have a shit jujitsu ses uh, session, I'm going to leave feeling better than I did before. So despite the fact that I might not be feeling motivated to do it, I know that the act of doing it will only make me happier after. So I've just trained myself. Well, it's also, I, I, this is also a, a, a tough question. Not tough. I am very fortunate in that I have essentially been lifting since I was 14 years old. Every single day, nonstop, the longest I've probably gone without lifting is like two weeks. I can, I would be very curious overall how many days I have not worked out or gone to the gym in my entire life since I started because I, I'm pretty damn sure that number would be super, super low. So it's, if you are in that, in that place of feeling depressed and not motivated and you don't have 
that system of habitual practice that I do, one of the things that I like to um, offer up to people is do what you find. And this is if you are just starting your fitness journey, if you are in the middle of it and you're lacking motivation, whatever it is, finding the aspect of it that you have the most fun with and focus on that, right? So if you're trying to get back into the gym and you just don't like the gym, I'm going to be honest with you. The chances of you finding success in the gym are not going to be as high. But if you enjoy bodyweight workouts at home or you enjoy running, getting yourself to do something that you love, getting yourself in the habit of doing that thing that you love continuously over time, then what naturally happens is when that motivation isn't there, you still want to do it because your body is just programmed to know that, okay, when I do this, I feel good after. And so it's really just training yourself. It's training yourself to, to do the difficult thing because you know that doing the difficult thing will only make you happier after the fact. So again, if you're trying to get into fitness, if you are someone that is just starting your fitness journey, find what you like, the, what you like to do the most. If you want to go to the gym and all you love doing is pull-ups, push-ups, and squats, awesome. Do that. Guess what? Because you doing pull-ups, uh, pull push-ups, and squats is going to be more rewarding and give you more of a benefit than if you do nothing, right? And even if it's for five minutes a day, one of the things that in atomic, uh, atomic Habits that they recommend that you do is let's say your habit is to become a runner. You're not going to say, I'm going to run five miles every morning this week. No, you say, I'm going to start this today. My goal is to walk for 100 feet. I'm going to put on my shoes, walk for 100 feet and come back and that is going to be all I do. And then tomorrow, I'm gonna walk 110 feet and slowly but surely by continuously increasing the duration of it while also maintaining that consistency, you will put yourself in a position to have a successful habit of whatever that is. And you just continue to nurture that, continue to grow that. And next thing you know, you'll be a gym beast or an athletic specimen in no freaking time. So yeah, just make it a habit. You got this. You rock. Here we go. All right. So we got Mr. Zach and y'all. Can we already just get some puppy loves in chat? I'm not sure how I want to address this, but this is something that we just need to send some love out. So I fell off the wagon. I had my first drink in four years on Friday. I called my sponsor to talk to him. I got fucking hammered last night. My marriage ended yesterday. I woke up this morning, poured a whiskey. I have my sponsor on the phone right now. I'm drunk and I can't find my strength. I can't find me. To refresh your memory, my wife cheated on me. I guess this isn't really a question, but more of an update. Dude, I am so sorry that you're experiencing this, man. I am so sorry that you have had that person that betrayed your trust um, because that is... That's one of the hardest things to deal with, man. Like I will, in every relationship that I enter into now, I try and practice that I will, I will, I will be honest with you. I will communicate with you, but I will never expect that you will not hurt me. So to have that hurt, to have that betrayal of trust is an awful feeling. And I am so, so sorry that you're dealing with this. I just want to say, that I am so happy that you are on the phone with your sponsor. I'm so happy that you are finding your way back to your own mental health, back to your own self, 
I think the, the best possible thing that I can say is this too shall pass as corny as it is, as, as whatever the, the adjective you want to describe it as this is an awful fucking thing. And there's no denying that this is an awful fucking thing. It will hurt. It will suck for a long time. But you can guarantee that it's not permanent. You can guarantee that this pain is not permanent. You can guarantee that this broken trust, that your own ability to trust will mend again, and that you will end up better than you were when you started this. I know it's not what you even can probably see right now. It's not even what feels true, but I can guarantee you, man, you are loved and you have so many people that love and care about you and you have so many people that are here in your corner rooting for you. So again, as much puppy loves, as much just love and energy that we can send to Zach, that would be incredible. Thank you guys. And I'm so sorry, brother. We got you here. We got you here. All right. So, um, interesting. All right. So this person would like to maintain their anonymity and I get it. This is a trigger warning. All right. There's apparently talks of suicide in this question. So I'm going to read everything. Just know that if, if that's something that you're experiencing, if this is something that might be a little bit too tough for you to hear right now, now's the time to back out, maybe come back in 10 minutes or so. Um, but I just wanted to give you guys that warning. More of a discussion topic than a question. A friend I chose to distance myself from in the last uh, year or two reached out to me this weekend. I distanced myself from this person because the friendship felt one-sided and I and like it was always about them and that they did not know or care about uh, you, me. They reached out yesterday to ask why I'd been distant, letting me know I was a loose end they needed to tie up before they ended their life. They proceeded to let me know that resolving the matter wasn't important enough to stop them though. We discussed in the past their suicidal thoughts and I'd been there for them through that. Another reason why I chose to distance myself is because their refusal to, rock, uh, to walk a road that welcomes peace was a detriment to you, your mental health. In sum, I bring this up because it hurt, but I felt this could be something the community could possibly grow from as I feel growth from it too. I've battled with loneliness and self-worth issues a great deal lately, and despite the initial knee-jerk reaction of pain that this interaction caused, it's a massive reminder that we cannot allow others to control our self-worth slash how we feel about ourselves and the value we place our, uh, on ourselves. I'm sure you have a significant amount of value to add to this topic. Also, please call 988 if you need help, suicide and crisis lifeline number, or text 741-741. You are not alone. You are loved. Um, wow. Um... I, I don't, that is so tough, dude. I, I, I can only imagine what that phone call was like. Um, dude, I, I, uh. I don't know why this one's hitting me, man. Yeah, for once I'm kind of speechless. I uh 
Yeah, dude. I, um. Fuck. I'm just feeling what that. I've never had anyone calm. I actually have. That's a lie. I did have someone who brought it up. I did have someone when I was at the bar who I had to bring in a bunch of friends to come and talk to them because they were talking about ending their life. And so we gathered around them and we showed them so much love. And I think if there's anything that, that I'm feeling in this, it's that you can't control other people. You can't make someone feel a certain way you can't you can only do you can only be there for someone to the extent that they will allow you to be there so and even with that being said like i i think i i don't know man what I think, what I think I want to say is if someone in your life has ended their own, know that there was nothing you could do. I think that that's really what I'm, what I'm trying to, and I've had no one do this, so I don't know why this is hitting me like this, but, um, all you can do is be there for someone in any way that they say and if they if they don't want help they don't want help at the end of the day someone is going to do whatever they want to do and a missed call or whatever is not going to stop that person from doing what they actually want um there is for sure someone that loves you and that is a permanent solution for a temporary problem. No, again, you are loved. There are so many numbers that you can call. Call 988, text 741-741 if you guys are having those thoughts and you need help. Um, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And I, I, I do apologize for feeling like I did not provide any answer or value to that. Because that is, that is just something that I, I haven't really had to deal with. And something that is very, very tough. Um, so, if yeah, know that there's no right way. Just listen. Ask questions and listen. That's all I can do. That's all at the end of the day you can do is ask questions, listen, and trust that they're going to tell you the truth. Because um, after that, you never know what the hell's going to happen. You know? Thank you for that. And I'm so sorry that you're dealing with that. Um, oh, this is, this is perfect. This is a perfect follow-up question from our one and only Blakely who says, should I get Wendy's today? Yes, you need to get Wendy's today. All right. Next, we have a lovely comment from the one and only Confi who says, not really a question, but wanted to thank you and all the people of the canine unit. Y'all know how difficult the shit has been that I've been going through in part and being part of these and being able to share my thinking without being judged or criticized has helped me a lot. Finding my content has really changed, uh, finding my content has really changed you 
and all of this might sound cheesy, but I really owe you really owe us and the community a lot, dude. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your time, your energy and everything. It's, uh, thank you. Thank you for trusting us with yourself and your questions and your thoughts and your love and all of that beautiful stuff. Um, so last question from the one and only rump who asks, would I ever toss around the idea of offering personal training slash mental health, uh, one-on-ones you feel like that could def take off as most trainers just yell and scream as opposed to leveling with someone on their mental state. Um, I've yes and no. That's one of the main reasons why I've started. This is to help on a grander scale. I feel when it comes to a more individual basis, that's not necessarily the most fun for me but i am thinking of doing i don't know if you guys know like the 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 gecko podcast thing of where you can like call in or whatever how i don't know how he does it but i was greatly considering doing a version of that for mental health mondays as well that way you guys kind of just queue into the discord and can pop in and ask your questions or whatever it is and we can talk about it but again i don't have the professional training uh, well, also grit. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's, it's something I've thought of, but feel free go to grit. He's the gecko. Yeah. The green gecko he's on like TikTok and stuff. And he, people call in and it's definitely less serious than what I would be talking about, but it's, it's hilarious, dude. I love it. And I think it would be really fun. Uh, so yeah, I've thought about it, but that's kind of why I'm doing this. And that's why, you know, over these next, I'm going to be sending an email to, to companies this week to try and get a mental health sponsor for the podcast. I would love to get, um, Sondermind, uh, better help, calm headspace. One of those human beings to sponsor this. That way I can give you guys maybe a discount code or whatever for a, for the meditation app, calm or for therapy sessions, whatever it might be. But uh, that's what I'm, I'm trying to work on because I feel like that would be super, super helpful to be able to help you guys, to actually have someone I can send you guys to that would actually be able to be of service and like know what they're talking about besides me and my crazy uh, shenanigans. Um, so y'all, I think, I think that was Mental Health Mondays. I thank you guys so much for coming in, asking questions, for being your authentic selves, for creating this space of just love and understanding and peace and joy and awesomeness because it makes it amazing to go live here every single day. And I cannot thank you guys enough for that. So thank you. This has been this week's Mental Health Mondays. I truly appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week with another amazing episode. And I appreciate you guys. Do me a favor, drop a like, follow, share on this. If you haven't, thank you so much. I'll catch you next week for another amazing Mental Health Mondays.